0: Welcome back to Making Sense of Retirement. I am John Jagay. I'm joined by Vince Aldry from CFG Retirement. Vince, good to be back with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, John. So today we're talking about retirement and retirement can really be a lot more expensive than people anticipate going in. They figure they've got stuff paid off, they've been working hard, they're ready to just kind of kick back and relax, but that's not always the case.
1: No, actually, I think what's more daunting is not actually going to work, but actually finally making that decision to actually retire. And I know for a lot of people, once you're retired, it's great. You don't have to you know, look back much. But I think what's really daunting is all the different expenses that you have to think about once you do retire, because you've saved all this money for years and years and years. You've never really touched your retirement accounts for the most part. All of a sudden, you have to start drawing money from that account. And I think what's really scary is people, what they don't want to ever see is their money actually going down, Yes. even though that's what you've saved it for. So there's actually five expenses in retirement that we'll talk about here today.
0: All right. So let's start with the first one on our list. Yeah, healthcare expenses.
1: Yeah. That's the big one. Everyone talks about it, right? The average 65-year-old will require $400,000 out of pocket to deal with medical expenses from retirement age to age 92. So, don't worry if you don't have $400,000 saved, you know, cuz this is, you know, something that you're going to spend over time. It should be part of your income expense too, but just keep in mind that there's going to be an expense for this. So, don't just think that once you get on Medicare that you won't have to pay any more medical expenses because you'll still have to pay for different prescriptions or different things when you go to the doctor. It's still the same when you're working. You still have to pay for some things out of pocket. That's still going to be the case once you're in retirement.
0: Yeah, we've heard so many horror stories as far as long-term care costs, health care costs. I know for my parents, they're both on Medicare now and trying to help them navigate through that maze of rules and regulations and coverages. They can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. We've had to get outside help for it. It can be really complicated. What's number two on our list of things that get expensive in retirement, Vince? Well, number two is actually just
1: you typically spend more when you first retire. And what we call this is the retirement honeymoon Mm. uh, or the retirement honeymoon phase. You tend to spend a little bit more right at the beginning. And that's okay because while you're healthy and young and you're able to do things, You should go out and travel more if that's what you wanted to do or do the hobbies that you like to do more while you can do it. Just make sure that you are spending with your your means, though, right? Don't get out of control. But understand that you probably will spend a little bit more at the beginning or just as much. And I think that's what surprises people because they've always said in the past, you know, all these different studies or these articles have come out. They say, oh, you only need you're only going to spend 85 percent or 70 percent for every client that I've met with and that I have, I haven't seen them necessarily spend less. Right. Um, if not, I've only seen them spend more. So just keep that in mind. You know, you're know, you probably going to spend a little bit more at the beginning. That's okay. Just make sure you don't keep doing it. You know, We've even had clients where we've had to tell them to go back to work because yeah. you know, they're just spending way more than what we thought they were going to spend. And that's something that's sometimes out of our control, right? Um, there might be things that come up. I have a client that they're paying off like all their kids' debt and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, slow down. Yeah, this is not about them. This is about you, right? It's about your retirement. But, you know, sometimes it's more important for people to help their kids out and that kind of thing. So really just make sure that you're within reason. Maybe you're used to having like a company car or cell phone and some other perks. Maybe you're used to getting all the credit card points for traveling and stuff like that, that you might not have anymore going forward. So
0: just keep those things in mind right before you retire. No, so important. I think this is a classic black and white thing where you got to find a shade of gray where I think you want to do stuff when you're 65 and more able to do it than maybe when you're 90. But at the same time, you can't go overboard, all things in moderation, because if you spend it all now, you're like, like you said, worst case scenario, you're out of money. You got to go back to work.
1: Right. You don't want to just live off of Social Security. You want to usually have a decent lifestyle uh, that you might have been accustomed to. So what we've noticed is people have spending habits. And the spending habits really don't go away, especially even when you retire. Some of those spending habits might increase because some of those hobbies might increase a little bit more. But I think one of the other big shockers that we have here is really taxes. Taxes are going to hit in many different places. I'm pretty sure taxes is the biggest surprise of all when people retire. But one of the other ones that we'll talk about more specifically here is Social Security taxes.
0: Yeah, number three on our list.
1: Correct. So nearly every working person understands that they're paying into Social Security, right? But you also could have taxes on your Social Security when you're taking it. It's dependent on your provisional income formula, which is basically all your income that you're getting plus one half of your Social Security. You take that number and then you figure out where do you land within the different brackets to figure out how much of your Social Security is going to become taxable it can be a rather complex equation. In fact, there's two spots on the 1040 for your taxes, where your Social Security is. So there'll be one spot, how much Social Security did you receive? The next line will say how much of it's taxable. And that's what's happening. There's a provisional income formula that's being calculated to determine how much of your Social Security is actually taxable. So the way you make your Social Security tax-free is you try to make your Social Security look like your only income source. And that can be kind of hard to do because you might have something that we're going to talk about next, which is a tax-deferred retirement account. Right. That's number four on our list. Let's hit that. Yeah. So tax-deferred retirement accounts, obviously you didn't pay taxes when the money in, but you're going to have to pay taxes when the money comes out. And 100% of your money is going to be taxable. So if you think about, if you have a million dollars sitting in your tax-deferred retirement account, it's really not worth a million dollars because you haven't yet paid taxes on it, right? Very true. So. If you think about, okay, you gotta buy a car, right? Let's say it's $25,000 to buy a car. Well, if you took $25,000 out of your IRA, you have to pay taxes on that money. So really you're gonna have to take over $30,000 out of your account just to net the $25,000 to buy the car. So kind of keep that in mind that your accounts, they're gonna have taxes on them, which especially if it's a tax deferred retirement account, you'll have to figure out how that works overall within your cash flow and your retirement plan, to make things tax efficient so when you have a Roth IRA though okay that's not a taxable account so if you take money out of your Roth IRA then that's going to come out tax-free now it's recommended typically that you would take money out of your IRAs or your taxable accounts first before you take money out of your Roth IRAs so before you do start to create a distribution plan you know, make sure you meet with your CPA or tax advisor or financial advisor to see what would be the best bucket to grab from first
0: so many moving parts here really is important to talk to an expert. Number five, last item on our list, Vince.
1: Yeah, actually, this is a big surprise for people, which is the loss of income, meaning loss of income from a spouse. So if you're single, obviously, you, you don't have a, another income from a spouse. But if you are married and you, you lose your spouse, you're going to lose out on some extra income. So number one, you're going to lose out on one Social Security check. Yeah. Uh, so when one spouse passes away, the larger of the two Social Security checks stay, Okay. But you lose the smaller of the two. The other thing that you might have are pensions. Maybe you guys decided to do like a 50% payout option, so the benefit might drop by 50%. The other thing that we see often is not necessarily the loss of income, but the higher tax rate. Okay. So, what I mean by that is if you have required minimum distributions and you're filing jointly, Okay, you're paying taxes based on filing jointly, right? So right. your tax rates are different. The tax levels are different. Now, if one spouse passes away, now you're filing single. And then your tax rates or your tax brackets are usually condensed a bit. And that means you still have a required minimum distribution, but now your tax brackets have condensed, which means you're typically in a higher tax rate when you're single. So you might have the same amount of income or roughly the same amount of income, even though you lost a social security check coming in, you're going to get dinged more from taxes, so then you have less income overall.
0: Yeah, that's really important that those thresholds are all different for the tax brackets when you're single, when you're married. So if you're married, you might be okay, but if you're single, you might be in a much higher tax bracket. It's really important stuff to think about, Vince, as people retire because, There are a number of things they don't necessarily expect or anticipate as they head into it. And, you know, as you've covered here, every situation really is different. And it is so important to talk to somebody who understands this stuff to make sure that you're not getting whacked with taxes or bills that you're not expecting. And you're prepared for everything that lies just over the horizon for you. So if somebody listening wants to come talk to you, Vince, about their retirement and their future, what are the best ways to find you? Number one, just give us
1: a call. 952-657-7470. Again, 952-657-7470. Um, Go to our website, cfgretirement.com, or send us an email, info at cfgretirement.com, and we'll set some time up. And I think the biggest thing here is really looking at things forward, meaning, how are things going to impact you? Look at different scenarios. What happens if a spouse passes away? What if you do want to pay off your house? What if you do need to buy a car down the road? You plug all these different scenarios in to see what's going to create the biggest impact. Um, Maybe we have to figure out what bucket should we draw out of first or uh, should we draw with both of them? So when it comes down to financial planning or investments, really you got to put the plan down first, look at the different scenarios, and then you can come up with the best course of action. So yeah, reach out to us, 952-657-7470. Again, 952-657-7470. Or again, go to our website, cfgretirement.com or info at cfgretirement.com. Send us an email there. Great stuff as always, Vince. Take care. We'll talk again soon. Yep. Thanks, John.